Eric and I have a goal for this week's podcast, and that is to encourage each and every one of you to go play more than you do right now. Identify the things that are fun for you, that are play for you, and then give yourself permission to go enjoy them. Because, yep, it'll make you more creative, it'll make you more productive. But even more importantly, I have news. You deserve more fun and more play, just because you do. So if you want to be reminded about the importance of play, and if you want to hear a few of the ways that Eric and I like to play, lace up your sneakers and let's get going. Hey, Eric. Hey, Joyce. I'm going to have some fun. Let's have some fun. Let's go play. Let's go play. We should be like my favorite animal. What's your favorite animal? Otters. Since when are otters your favorite animal? Since I sort of remembered them. Like, I, well, on TikTok, I'm seeing more things about otters. And looking at them, I'm like, you know, I used to really like otters. And now I'm sort of remembering why. So I think otters are my spirit animal. 25 years of marriage. And I keep learning new things about you. <laughs> yep. So otters are super fun. They're super playful. They'll like slide on their bellies in the snow. And Are you sure you're not getting them confused with penguins, which also slide on their belly in the snow? Penguins are flightless birds in Antarctica. And otters are water weasels. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're like a water weasel. Are they really like a water weasel? Is think, that a thing? I think they're related to the weasel, so they're like a water weasel. So your spirit animal is a weasel. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, it's an otter. <laughs> and they're kind of small, but they're also ferocious. Ah. They can be. So they can be playful and ferocious. I'm fun, starting... Fun and ferocious. That's me. That's... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I sometimes think, actually, I often think, that we don't have enough fun. I, it's yeah, hard to fit fun in. It's hard. And fun is ephemeral. And you sort of have to work towards it. And it's it can be fleeting. And yeah, fun, fun takes work. And you can't always... This is sort of the challenge, or one of the challenges, I think, is you can gather the ingredients for fun. And you can put yourself in situations where you think you could have fun, you anticipate having fun, but sometimes you do and sometimes you don't. You know, I think you could be like the penguins of Madagascar. Oh my gosh. Do you okay. remember that movie? I do, but I don't know the reference. And all all the penguins want to do is escape the zoo and get back to Antarctica, their home. And they you know, it's their whole backstory. They finally get to Antarctica. And it's a frozen friggin' wasteland. And one of the penguins looks at the other two and goes, well, this sucks. <laughs> I don't know. There's so there's so much deep we could unpack in that story. But yes. what I was going to say is you can gather the ingredients. I think that I think the recipe is first have a some a good understanding of what's fun for you because what's so interesting about human beings is what's fun for one person is not necessarily what's fun for the other. So first you have to understand what's fun for you. Then you have to gather and put those things in place. And then you have to accept the fact that sometimes it's going to be really fun and sometimes 
It's not. You know, I'm it, thinking it's like making a flan. <laughs> like the ingredients should all be good. Sometimes it comes out good. Sometimes not so much. You are the flan expert. I am. I've never. I don't think I've ever actually had your flan because you only made it. Well, I was going to say you only made it once, but you actually made it three times. <laughs> In one afternoon. <laughs> in one try. In one try. Anyway, ingredients for fun. So I'm thinking one of the things that's fun for us is spending time with friends we care about and we enjoy. And I'm thinking about one night that we spent, one evening we spent, it was late afternoon, evening, anyway, uh, at Ed and Di's house. And we all laughed so much. Helen and Michael were there. She's hilarious. And she was in rare form. And everybody, gosh, it was so much fun. And this is a group of people we gather with some frequency. And it's always nice. But sometimes it's more fun than other times. Right. I think the word, it's always enjoyable. Sure. Absolutely. And But sometimes it's just more fun. Right. Right. Totally get that. So travel. Travel is a great example of this. Travel is like a good example of all of this, right? You have you often say something which I think is brilliant, which is it takes work to have a good time. You remind me of that with some frequency. And travel can be work. It can be hard. It can be arduous. It can be a ton of fun. And it cannot. <laughs> <laughs> and off, off times in sort of something bigger like that, sometimes there is fun and it's sort of degrees of fun more fun, less fun, more work, or sometimes it seems like more work or more fun and less work. I don't know. Just there's a spectrum. And then there's type two fun. And actually, <laughs> so we came up with a list this morning of nine things that are fun for us. And it occurs to me that a couple of things on this list are type two fun, which I think you probably should define before we launch into our list. Yeah. Type two fun are things that are often sort of arduous or challenging and in the moment you'll often be like well that's not haha fun it's not you know playful rollicking fun but at the end of the experience and sort of looking back it's fun and this can be like a long arduous hike like I've never done this but I know people that have done the rim to rim hike of the Grand Canyon where I it's something like 12 miles each way, and you start at one rim, you go all the way down, then you go all the way up the other side, and then I think you go back. It's Yeah, um, that would be something type two fun, because while you're doing it, it's probably kind of hot, you're working, and but as you reminisce, and probably the farther you get away from it, and whoever you're doing it with, and you look back, go, oh, that trip was so much fun. And yeah, that's type two fun. You know, what's interesting to think about is you are driven by type two fun. You are all about the type two fun now that I stop and think about it. Oh, I did a lot of type two fun this weekend. <laughs> you, you did. But I think about the things that you choose to do for recreation, for fun, for hobby. It's all type two fun. Yeah, I've been thinking about that some, particularly after all the type two fun I had this weekend. Well, you better share now. You've alluded to it, so you ought to share it. There was a big CrossFit Games qualification going on this weekend. So I had to perform four plus arduous, intense, five minute to 20 minute 
very hard workouts over the course of the weekend. And they, while I'm doing it, you know, there's, there's no fun putting up, picking, picking up the barbell, putting it down repeatedly and not being able to breathe, but sort of looking back. And this is part of it. You were there. Uh, other friends were there. It was the whole experience was fun. So anyway, that was a lot of type two fun. And what I've been thinking of is I need some more type one fun. <laughs> and type one fun is the kind of laugh out loud, playful fun. Just yes. You just do it for the sake of doing it. And that leads me to something that I always like to talk about around this conversation of play and fun. So on the one hand, and this is kind of a subtle distinction, so work with me here. On the one hand, there is a lot of research out there that shows that play and fun makes us better. And when I say better, it makes us happier, it makes us more creative, it makes us more productive. So it enables us to perform better. So there's a lot of people out there who are encouraging people to have more fun and more play because of all of the benefits that it gives you, right? So that's, okay. and, and if you need to sort of justify your fun by saying, I'm gonna take a, a morning and go play pickleball with my friends because it's gonna make me more creative and more productive later, I suppose anything that gets us to have more fun is probably good. But there's kind of another side of this, which is, don't we all just deserve play and fun because we deserve play and fun? I think Moose would agree with that, <laughs> our dog. And but but, I think Moose, we just is, but do. Moose is a dog, so he doesn't have this sense of productivity. I'm talking about us as a culture and a society that's telling us that we should justify our play and fun because it's going to make us better. And I just think that while that's true, but can't we just play and have fun because we deserve fun? Sure. Without having to justify it. That's right. What yes. That's what I'm saying. Yep. I wholeheartedly agree. So how do we convince people to have more fun, either because it'll make them more productive, more creative, and better and happier, or just because it's friggin' fun and they deserve play? Well... If, if we tell people that having more fun is going to make them more productive and creative, it's sort of like sneaking the broccoli into the brownie. And then what will happen is people will get more accustomed to having fun and then just want to have fun for fun's sake. But I think that we have brought up the, a culture where fun for fun's sake is considered indulgent or not a waste of time. That's it. Like fun for fun's sake. I think a lot of our culture says that's a waste of time. Yeah, I, I disagree. <laughs> I think. You don't think culture is teaching us that? No, I dis disagree with those people that that culture, I, I think that culture is wrong. So I, I agree with you that there is that culture. I just don't think there's anything wrong with having fun for fun's sake. I think that's that's awesome and more people should do it. Why? Because I just, why not? It's It's part of being alive, right? Part of being alive is 
enjoying the spectrum of all the things granted to us. And the full spectrum of experiences. The full spectrum of experiences. And we have the ability to laugh, to experience joy, to release these hormones. So if you have sort of that ethic and go through your whole life sort of avoiding fun or just not having any fun and you've just missed you've you've lived half a life or 60 percent of a life in my opinion so but you're not suggesting that 40 percent of your time should be spent on fun no not at all no no how much what percentage of time should be spent on fun 42. You know, I really, I really am thinking about this from my own perspective, kind of around what are the lessons that I learned from culture, from my parents, from my, from grind culture, from my education around the frivolity, is that how you pronounce frivolity? that? Frivolity? Frivolity of fun. It's, it's hard. I think it's hard to convince people to have fun. Which is insane when you actually say it. Yes, that is absolutely insane. And this goes to something that we were talking about a little bit yesterday is, you know, just thinking back, my father liked to have fun. He was a very hard worker. He got his dental degree by the time I think he was like 22 or 23. He was a dentist. You know, he went in the army. He was... A provider and and he worked very none hard. of that sounds fun but he liked to have fun he would go skiing he would play tennis he would joke and laugh and play practical jokes and he liked to have fun so i think that's where i get a, a fair bit of my fun factor i need a bigger fun factor <laughs> you need you need a bigger fun factor huh i think i do uh, and I think that starts with having clarity on what's fun for you, because different, as I said, I think earlier, different things are fun for different people. Some people think pinochle's fun. I don't even know what it is. It's something with cards. I have no idea. But anyway, everybody well, has different ideas. Of so what's fun. Uh, that raises a really good point. I think playing games is fun. You do not. <laughs> not a big game person. I love playing games. I not so much. Ah, one of the great regrets of my life. So yet, yet somehow we make it work. So, without a weekly boggle tournament, we still make it work. Yes. So spending a little bit of time on an individual basis, figuring out what's fun for you, what's play for you. And I think there are two kind of there are two elements of this. Element number one is planning play right so for instance super fun for us we have recently discovered the fun of pickleball the play of pickleball i like to say pickleball is like tennis but fun well that's because you don't like tennis (laughs) exactly that's for me that's for you but pickleball is fun it's just fun and at least it can be and we have found this group of old friends of ours who sort of gather once a week, a little bit on the down low. And so you missed last week because you were busy picking up and putting down heavy things. Right. And by the end, the music was cranked 
and it was a pickleball dance party. <laughs> Sorry, I missed it. Yeah, it was really fun. That's so much fun. So planned play. Figuring out what's fun for you and then affirmatively making time for it. And then there's opportunistic play, like splashing in a puddle. Yeah, or I'm just thinking back to the theme video that we released that had various team members doing some playful things. And like I was walking on a little curb sort of thing and it was made out of plastic and it was a little wobbly. And like normally I could walk along a six inch wide curb, but this thing just was shaking and and it was fun just in the moment. So uh, yeah. Exactly, so two different ways to put more play in your life. We have to plan it because it takes work to have a good time. But we also have to broaden our view, our scope to find moments of play and really learn some lessons from our kids and our dogs. Yes, getting more play. And, you know, as long as you're taking care of your basic responsibilities, I think more play is better, right? I think you're going to be happier, healthier if if you can get more, more the more you play. I, I don't know the answer to that. Within a spectrum. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do agree, as I think about it, that probably most adults would benefit from more play in their life. Agreed. So worthwhile, fun to talk about some of the ways that we play, type one and type two. Sure. So here's a major type two way that we play. You ready? It's yep. the ultimate type two. Okay. I, I actually wrote something about this fairly recently on LinkedIn or someplace. Starting businesses is type two fun. <laughs> Absolutely. Taking a walk in Hawaii, Coming up with this idea for a company that inspires millions of people to walk and get moving, that was fun. Actually doing the thing, totally type two fun with moments of joy and fun. Yeah. Meeting pack members, just having experiences, seeing posts and hearing stories of what people are doing, fun. Working with our app developers, less fun. <laughs> less fun. But you know what's really fun? What? Working with our team is really fun. Yes, our team is our team is fun. I miss the the what was it, cahoots? Oh yeah. We used to play Kahoot at our morning huddle once a week. So during the pandemic, we always work remote and have Zoom meetings. But during the pandemic, to lighten things up a little bit, we would do these cahoots games where everybody gets on their computer. And it, it's like trivia, right? Pretty much. And you can make your own trivia, right? We could, we would make up our own questions. You keep saying, right? Like, this memory is really fuzzy for you. Do you even remember what we did with Kahoot? Obviously not so much because it's kind of fuzzy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it was how we reviewed all the metrics for the week ah, and the stories for the week. And right. we had to guess on how many of whatever's or what happened this week. Gotcha. Yes. Do you remember now? That was fun. That was I fun. Remember. So 
also fun for us. We were talking about this just yesterday. We both find picking up and putting down heavy things fun. And that's usually more of a type two fun, right? It's a little bit of, of hard work, but the satisfaction and the looking back and the accomplishment is 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 fun. But even even some of the other things we do uh, in our physical pursuits can actually be kind of fun in the moment. So I did a little workout last week that had 10 rope climbs in it. And here's what I discovered, actually. The first three, really fun. <laughs> the next seven, not fun. Like, I wouldn't call it fun. But here's the thing. Those additional seven are what makes the first three fun. Because it gives you the capacity to do the first exactly. three? Gotcha. It gives me the capacity to do the first three easily and with a spirit of fun. Gotcha. So really working on our physical activity, our capacity, our strength, that's fun. And I actually think that one of the things that CrossFit gets right is they have really kind of wired in the dopamine hits, right? So most CrossFitters write down their workout they know exactly what they're going to do going into it. And for me, crossing things off as I move through them, getting that hit of dopamine of accomplishing it, it's fantastic. Yeah, and this may be going a little bit astray, but years and years ago when I started CrossFit, I was a huge CrossFit snob. But as I've grown and developed and my... And this is not just me. Other people say this, but the, the whole thing around our bodies and our health and our wellness and our fitness is finding whatever you enjoy and doing that. And I even crossed it and I don't want to obsess about this too much, but they claim to be the best and they're the, you know, the best in fitness. And I saw something the other day that just they they have a good way to to get people to stick with it. And so it doesn't really matter what you do. If you stick with CrossFit, that's great. You stick with walking, that's great. You stick with pickleball, that's great. And of course, all walking helps with all other kinds of things. But the key is to find a way to move your body that you enjoy, that ideally is fun, or that you at least find pleasant. And that's, that's, that's the big goal. I think that sort of sums up our whole mission here. It goes to what I say all the time when people say, I hate exercise, right? People tell me for years, I hate exercise. And I always sort of, you know, screw up my forehead as I'm doing right now mm -hmm. and say, well, have you tried everything? Have you tried everything? Have you tried Pilates? Have you tried swimming? Have you tried yoga? Have you tried dance? Have you tried hiking? Have you tried walking in your neighborhood, walking with friends? Have you tried... Uh, swimming in the bay, swimming in a pool. Have you tried Zumba? Have you tried... Chopping wood. <laughs> chopping wood. Have you tried gardening? Have you tried African dance? I literally could keep going. African dance with live drums, so much fun. Have so, you tried jump rope? I have, I'm, yeah, I suppose jump rope is fun for some. For yeah. me, it's just hard. But... Yeah. I'm just saying, when you, if you say you hate exercise, have you tried everything? Have you tried hula hooping? <laughs> have you tried hula hooping? Have you tried 
aerial silks trapeze. Literally, we could probably do this all day long. This would actually be fun for us to just see how many different <laughs> modalities of physical activity we could cook up around the, have you tried everything? You think we could come up with 99? Ooh, that would be a good That would good, be a good challenge, a good right? challenge, yep. So finding some kind of physical activity that is at least pleasurable for you. Because I would say there's at least as many physical activities that go under the umbrella of exercise as Bubba has way to cook shrimp in Forrest Gump. You are all about the movie references today. I am. Any other movies you want to talk about? Not at the moment. What movie is the most fun for you? Oh, uh, Caddyshack is probably the most fun. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, very fun. We're going to rewatch all of the Guardians of the Galaxy. And this goes to the movies and the books that you choose to read. You can watch any movie you want. You can read any book you want. But even... In, through that lens, this idea that everything you read or watch has to teach you something, has to expand your horizons. All of that's great, but I want to be really clear, at least in my opinion, watching something just because it entertains you and makes you laugh, have at it. Wow. I'm giving, wait, I'm giving everybody permission right now because it's totally not at all within me to give other people permission to do anything. Nevertheless, I give you all permission to watch and read some things just because it's fun. Yeah, and there are studies that people recovering in hospitals who watch funny TV and laugh recover better than those who don't. And that goes to where we started, right? Is justifying our play and our fun. Right. But it's true. It's so true. If so, you feel the need to justify it, yep. there's your justification. Yep, for sure. So I was thinking a fair bit about the things that you and I find fun. And there's definitely a through theme. It's around fun physical activity shared with other people. Skiing, surfing, pickleball, even CrossFit is a, a lot more fun with other people than... And, and walks. I mean, we'll do walks alone. You'll often, you'll walk alone more than I do, but we'll each do walks alone. But when we walk together and walk with other people... It's more fun. It's more for, fun for absolutely, sure. Absolutely. And finding ways to put play into everything you do, or at least into more things that you do. So it does, honestly, being really sort of... I've been thinking about this a little bit, which is, you know, something that really worries me. What's that? What worries me is that my version of fun and play involves physical activity. Okay. Why does that worry you? Because how long am I going to be able to ski? How long am I going to be able to play pickleball? How long am I going to be able to surf, which terrifies me and I'm terrible at it and I probably shouldn't do it even now. Well, that goes again to sort of our our mission, our drive in this business. I think a big part of our life is for us and for the, the people listening, the 99 Walks community, for our friends, for our family. And the Jetty community. And the the Jetty, Jetty community now is part of our, 
our weekly walk community. Yeah, so our whole community, our parents, is not just exercise to help you live longer, but exercise to help you live better longer. It's not like we want to get to a certain age and we just keep living, but we want to get to a certain age and be able to carry groceries up the stairs, to be able to, I don't, to do I, all those I'm totally things. interrupting you because I have no idea what that has to do with play for the sake of play and fun. Well, if you are keeping your physical plant in shape, you'll still be able to surf at 80. You'll be able to pick things up and put things down and go for walks with friends and ski. You know, Klaus Obermeier is in some in this regard. He's one of my heroes. The dude is skiing at 101. He gets up. He goes. He lives in Aspen in Colorado and he goes skiing at 101 years old. Really? I kid you not. So I should stop worrying that some of what I like to do for play, the window is closing. Correct. I saw I saw a video the other day. Might have been TikTok, but I don't know. <laughs> it might have been Instagram anyway, of two guys of a guy skiing with his dad. So the guy is roughly roughly our age and he's skiing with his dad and his dad is 84 and they're both very good skiers and i literally could not tell from this video who was 54 and who was 84. okay so and your point point is body in motion keep playing keep playing and you will be able to play for a good long time i think there's more to it than that though okay and I think this is a, a key factor to kind of close on, which is I think I also should broaden my view and my experience of what is play and what is fun, which might mean that you need to start playing boggle with me or I need <laughs> to find like a boggle partner. Um, but I would like to leave this conversation on the suggestion that everyone spends a little bit of time Number one, figuring out what is fun, what is play, what do you enjoy, write it down. I have a list because sometimes I forget. I get caught up in the moment and the life and the responsibilities and all the pressure. I actually have a list of what's play and fun for me. So I learned something new. I didn't know you have a fun list. I do. <laughs> and figuring out, identifying what's fun finding the opportunities, making the time for fun, and being opportunistic around the time for fun, and giving ourselves permission to have more fun. One of our favorite things is to hear from you all, the members of the 99 Walks Pack and the Jetty Crew. We want your feedback, your questions, your ideas. We want to know what we say that resonates and what we say and share that doesn't. So if you have a minute, give us a call and leave us a message or ask us a question. Number is so simple. We are reachable at 866-99-WALKS, extension 3. 866-999-2557, extension 3. We would love to hear from you.